Regina Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off the Huzzle Podcast. Factory-approved sales event is on now at Regina Nissan. On select 2021 Nissan Murano models, you can receive up to 4000 in standard rate finance cash. Or check out the all-new 2021 Nissan Road. I have it. It's unreal. Leased for as low as $77 weekly for 64 months at 2.99% with $0 down. Make sure to head down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Conditions apply. Harbor Golf Club and Resort offers an exciting challenge to all levels of golf enthusiasts. This 18-hole championship golf course is situated on the bluffs overlooking the scenic Lake Diefenbaker in Elbow, Saskatchewan. Feast your eyes on the panoramic views of miles of sandy beaches, the lake, and our spectacular golf course. Take the opportunity to get away from life's hustle and bustle and support local by planning your next day trip to Harbor Golf. Use off the hosel code on your next booking and get 20% off green fees and a $20 food and beverage voucher for your foursome. Offer not applicable with any other promotion. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode 85. My name is Drew Kosher, and I am your host. Not joined by Dan or Troy today, but we are joined by Stat Guy Rip, the intern. Rip, what's going on? Coach, good to be back. Feels like it's been so long since we've talked to each other. That is very true. I actually got here today to the studio, and I was like, it feels like I haven't been here in like six weeks, but we were just here like last week. Yeah. <laughs> feels like it's been a month for me. It's been a six-month hiatus, but it hasn't. All right, episode 85. Before we get going here, Rip, uh, we got to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one place, state your next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs. Located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today you make the switch to drive Nissan. Rip, where are we recording from? As always, we are recording at Divots Indoor Golf, located on Rochdale Boulevard. Um, man, in a couple months, we'll be in here full-time, just... Hitting balls and smashing eggs, drinking drinks. Yeah, seven great sims, great food, great place to be at. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, Rip, I need to talk a little bit louder here because you're a little quiet today. Probably nervous. Yeah. Um, Rip, open pit. Let's talk about what's going on with you. What's new? What's up? How are things? Well, I haven't been on here in two weeks or so, but you know, just playing hockey, winning championships, same old, same old. Humbly speaking. Walk us through the the baseball championships. Uh yeah, base, championships? baseball provincials. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was such a fun weekend. Um I don't want to sound like a puss, but <laughs> it was so emotional, like the highs and lows of our games. Yep. Um like we had packed crowds too. Um yeah, we ended up winning. We went five and oh on the weekend, but uh Is that any good? Yeah, it was so fun and dude I was I got buckled that Sunday. As you should have. Yeah. Well, winners win. Yeah. Um, 
it was crazy. Like we were playing against, well, we had pro guys, but we were playing against pro pitchers and stuff like that, facing high 80s to low 90s pitching, which I'm a hockey player, so I'm not used to that. But, uh, man, I was caught off guard on some of these guys. Okay, walk us through the story you told me on Saturday night, I think. Um, your basically game-winning hit. Oh, okay. So we were, uh, this was our final game around Rob. We were playing against Carlisle. I'm not sure the guy's name is, the pitcher, but he played, he was playing in the, he played in the minors in the major leagues. And uh, we're down one nothing in the sixth, I, I believe. Yeah. And uh, like I'm bottom of the order, like these guys ahead of me, they're nasty, but we haven't got anything going. And uh, like I'm just trying to find a way on base. And uh, I go to uh, first pitch, I go to lay down a bunt, pull back, ball. Second pitch comes, I go to lay down a bunt again, pull back again, strike. So now it's 1-1 one, one count. Third pitch, this guy knows what he's fucking doing. Like, he doesn't miss his spots. Like, he's yeah. a pro, right? Because he has a pretty good idea that I'm going to try and lay down a bunt. I go to lay down a bunt. I see it's inside, and I pull back. I get this ball square in the knuckles. You're Scott Hatterberg from the Oakland Athletics. We're going to 20. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, So I never knew this rule. I'm like, bang, hit by a pitch, and the ump goes, foul. I'm like, you're kidding. You still run, though, right? No, no, no. Foul ball hit me in the hands. I thought I had a free base. Uh, they were like, I'm like, fuck yeah, we got a base runner. Like, let's go. No, foul ball, one-two count, and my oh, hand boy. is rattling. We took, I took an, probably an 88-mile-an-hour fastball off my hands. That would never hurt. Should have broke my hand, honestly. Anyways, next pitch, hanging slider, rip one at left field, and, like, the, the crowd we had there was buzzing. It was Bad. a Saturday night game, going nuts. Um, I ended up getting uh, sack bunted over the second, and then uh, – um, I scored on a single to second base. Really? Yeah. History's I was made. Buzzing and like the place was going. We end up scoring two more runs that inning. We went three one. It was it was sick. Like just shit like that. All week we came back three times out of the five games after the fifth inning. Really? Yeah. Well, you know what, Rip? You love to hear it on this podcast. You know, winners win. Uh, congrats to the Janet Trappers. Thank you. Yeah. And, and yourself. Yeah, they're obviously a wagon. They've they've won. Uh, was it senior double A? Yep. Provincial champions, championships. Congrats again to those guys. Good job, Des. All right, Rip. What else is up? You're playing hockey this weekend? Yep. Played in the Chief Thunderstick National Championship in Saskatoon. Walk us through it. You're a rookie in the event? Yeah, it was my first time. It was uh it was entertaining. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> there was uh I got some good stories from the weekend, but Bring them out, we it, love it. It was uh it was real hockey, like I, I got ran every shift. Like, I was an import, so these teams know who the imports are, and usually the imports are the better players. Yeah. So I was getting ran and whacked. Like, it was like playoff hockey for three straight days. Yeah. And, uh, man, it was crazy. Like, there was brawls and fights. And, I mean, there's a lot of money on the line for these tournaments, and this is a big deal for uh, for a lot of these reserves and – you know, a lot of bragging rights between the Chiefs and stuff like that. So yeah. it was uh, it was pretty crazy. So walk us through uh, the, the line change uh, story. <laughs> the line change story. So this is our first game on Friday. It's noon. And uh, <laughs> I played a ton. <laughs> I played so much. Um, so, I, so I end up changing after about my four-minute shift. And I come onto the bench and I take a sip of water and I'm I'm still right at the gate 
And I'm like, fuck, it reeks. And my one of the teammates beside me is like, yeah, buddy chucked over there. I look, there's puke all over our bench. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fucking gross. <laughs> and uh, so I'm the right winger, and I change before my left wing and centerman. I, I look, I see the puke, I see my left winger coming off the ice, I take him. No break. <laughs> no break. I was just like, no, I'm not sitting on the bench with puke here. So I ended up having like a three or four minute shift after my 10 second break. So I technically had like an eight minute shift. I, I literally played until there's no puke on the bench. That is unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I would have never came off the ice. If I saw that, I, oh, I almost no puked chance. on it. I would have puked on it and then went back on the ice. Which the coach, or the coach and the chief, they don't mind that I went back out, right? They're paying me money to play. So they're, yeah. they don't really care. What else you got from the weekend? Um, I, mean, another, I, I, I mean, you showed me some of uh, the clips there. It looked pretty intense. You yeah. Know, it was this, packed barns and, yeah. you know, looked at the support was there for sure. It was, uh, it's really great hockey. Dude, every D-man I felt like was over six foot two and just mean. Like, I got whacked and just ran all the time. So another story I got here is uh, um, we're playing and this guy pitch forks me right in the nuts. Oh, great. And I'm like, mm. And I look at him, and he's wearing a cage. I'm like, buddy, you can't do that if you're wearing a cage. Yeah. And he goes, what are you going to do about it? And I go, well, since you're wearing a cage, I can't spear you in the face. So every time I see you and I got a puck, I'm going to wire a fucking slapper off your ankles. <laughs> so I go tell, I go tell the, I was buddies with the refs all weekend. Like, I was having good combos. So I go up to the refs. I'm like, I'm not mad at you, but this is what happened. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to do. So for the rest of this game, I wired, I want to say, seven slappers off this guy's feet. Brand new laces, too, eh? <laughs> so I would like, I'd be like laughing down the, I'd be like coming down the right wing and I'd see this guy. I'm like, fuck it, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, uh, like, the refs would be laughing because I'd rip one off his feet and I'd like circle by them and they would just be howling. And uh, I ended up <coughs> still scoring four goals a game. We ended up mercing him. Yeah. But. <laughs> This poor guy had probably the sorest feet ever. By the end of the game, I'd just come down, fake slapper. He'd like flamingo and go one leg, and I'd just burn him wide and go score. Imagine the one time you don't fake wide, and he flamingos, and you hit him right at the top of the kneecap. <laughs> He's done hockey forever. Dead. Oh, I thought I probably shouldn't have spilled it down the nuts. Yeah. Dude, that sounds like a wild weekend. Um, sounds like a lot of fun. And yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, it was so, a good time. You love to hear it. So, Off the Hosel was out in Deer Valley this past weekend friends of the show yeah and doing some content for them creating some videos got the golf 18 holes yeah it was fun a little windy played all right I started the day out bogey 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 oh great <laughs> kind of wanted to leave the golf course <laughs> after i bogeyed the par five and it's windy too yeah i was like eh. but then i went on a few birdie trains in a row and then just classic three over par oh. just couldn't finish on the day dumbass so, so even for the rest of the day yeah, grind it out, but no, I had a lot of fun with there doing content for them. And then what I'll do on Saturday? Nothing on Saturday. Sunday's on the ice with the boys. Yep. Season starts in well, just camp starts in full reach for us. Did I? I start practicing in under two weeks. Yeah. So like. It's crazy. We've been going for five. I know you've been skating in the off season here, um, kind of in a blink of an eye. It's uh, hockey season's back here. Hopefully we get to, you know, play. I think we will be able to, which is nice, but. Yeah, we're excited, for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, like, this past weekend, I was, like, the first, like, real hockey I've played in 18, 19 months. Yeah. Since February 2020. 
Yeah, it's wild. I tell you, getting hit and stuff like that, you can skate and play rec hockey. Oh, yeah. You getting hit, it takes a lot out of you. Like, I was gassed. Absolutely, yeah. That makes sense. Okay, let's talk about last week's podcast with Bo Bennett. Um, a lot of people were buzzing about this one as well. Uh, we had a lot of good guests on lately. Yep. Well, we have uh, the last 84 podcasts we've had good guests, I think. Bo Bennett. But uh, thoughts yeah. on Bo Rip? Um, always good hearing from Penn alum. Yeah. A champ. Yeah. Oh. We should have champs on here. We, we, we do. Get a lot of champs. Um, I don't know if he ever won in uh, Penticton. No, they lost. They lost to the Vernon Vipers, oh. who had three <laughs> three losses that year. Shocker. That team was always that team was so hard to play against my year. Yeah. So <clears throat> good chat with Bo. Good dude. Uh, I talked to him on the weekend. I said, hey, you golfing today? He goes, yeah. I shot an 18 on a hole. So Great. <laughs> Bo, Bo like, he, I don't know if he listened to it or, not, or if he did or not, but he was like, yeah. I kind of just like to play like scrambles and stuff, which is fine. But he also said that he can shoot 71 or, or 100. So kind of scares me if I want to play him for money ever. Yeah. <laughs> Could be sneaky pretty good. Yeah. Uh, sports talk, hockey talk. What's because uh, we talk hockey, baseball, golf, everything else on here, as Troy always says. What's what's happening in the hockey world in the National Hockey League? Um, I haven't been following up. Do you want to bring up the sponsors on the jersey? Yeah, we can talk about that. What are your thoughts on that right away? I, uh, I don't mind it. Like, I always like when I I felt like I got a little upset about. Uh, the helmet sponsors last year. But at the end of the day, it's really not a big deal. You didn't even that, notice it. Yeah, you don't really notice it. And that's not a big deal. And you know what? It's revenue. It's more money for the league. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, it's not, like, I know people are really upset about it and wrecks the integrity of the jerseys and shit like that, but it's not It's not a big deal. Well, and I think a lot of people don't understand, too, is that they're not going to look like European jerseys over in the K and stuff. Yeah. They're just going to have one sponsor. No different than, like, uh, do the Western League teams have them? They might not. No. No, but, like, junior, junior A teams or... I, I mean, like you said, it's revenue for the team, for the company, for the program. It all helps. It all adds up. And, I mean, I don't hate it because I barely even noticed the ones in the helmet. Honestly, if I was sponsoring, you know, the Penguins, and we had an off-the-hosel order on there, I mean, you barely ever see it unless Crosby's on the thing saying yeah. 40 goals in the last 55 games, whatever it is. Yep. So, I think it's a good move. It is what it is. A lot of people said no on our poll. But it is what it is. Yeah, right? it's, it's not a big deal. Well, like there's there's starting to become more sponsors on like the ice and stuff like that too. So yeah, yeah. You love to see it. You love to see it. You love to see change. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. Yeah, but you don't. All right, what's uh what else is up? Local talk. I'm trying to think of some local stuff right well, now. Our our guest. Our guest today. Yeah, we have a beauty on today, and he's also a winner. He's won a lot. We'll get that, get that in a bit here, but let's go to some golf talk here, Rip. Local golf? No, well, let's go right to the K PGA. Are you on K Johnson and Ty Campbell, yeah. who will be on this week or next week? Next sorry, week. we'll record with Kate and Ty, but K Johnson announcing that he's going professional golf to play professional golf. KJ and Chubbs signed a three-year deal with Remax, I believe. Yep. Not a big deal. That's that's sick. Good for them. Congrats to KJ. Um, you know, it makes it a lot easier for me to play in these tournaments now. Thanks a lot, boys. A <laughs> couple less to beat out. Yeah, a couple less studs to beat out. No, just kidding. But, um, no, congrats to those guys. You know, best of luck. We're rooting for you. And 
Let's get some hosel hats for him. You know. Yeah. Let him wear them on the uh, on the tour. PGA. You never know. Let's go PGA talk. Okay. Let's go to the last week though. I don't have the stats. You have them right there though. But I know that my cousin and your long lost cousin, his player, Abraham Answer, wins his first PGA Tour victory. Where was it? What did he shoot? And how many win by? He, uh, they played at TPC Southwind, shooting a total of minus 16 in a playoff hole. Hmm, shocker. Playoff holes. Yeah. Purse, though, 10.5 schmelt. Oh, that's a lot of sheets. Yeah. And who did he beat? He beat uh, Burnsy. Nice, Sam and, Burns. And uh, Matsuyama. Nice. Yeah. So congrats to Abe. That boy Abe. And Dale. Um, big week for those guys. Yeah, no that kidding. La- the two weeks ago now. Now we go into the Wyndham Championship. Kevin Kisner, it ain't a hobby, <laughs> wins in a six-man playoff. That's crazy. Rip off the numbers, rip in the top six players, and I believe there's a Canadian in there. Yep, so Kiz beat uh, Kim, Na, Scott, Grace, and Sloan in the six-man playoff hole. They were all minus 15. Um, yeah, this was at Sedgefield Country Club. Oh, my God, I can't even talk right now. Sedgefield? <laughs> Sedgefield Country Club. Kiz. Clutch. Coming up clutch. I saw a stat. I want to say he was my, he was 0-6 in, in playoff holes up until wow. that point. Oh, sounds like Drew Koser. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. That's crazy shit. So Kiz wins there. Let's go. I'll rip off the Canadians here. Rip. Roger Sloan tied for second, obviously losing in that playoff. Yep. Great week for him. Nick Taylor, T10th. Adam Hadwin, friend of the show, T10th. Mackenzie Hughes, T37. And Michael Gligic, T65. You know, a hell of a week for Canadians. <coughs> yeah, they played well. So it's good to see. Um, where are we off to next week in the PGA? The Northern Trust at Liberty National Golf Course. That's sick. And how's the field? The field? Looking, uh, we got Bubba Watson, Matt Wolf, Cameron Champ, Auto Big American, Kapka. Heavy field. Yeah, Connors, Morikawa, McElroy, Scheffler, Spieth. It's going to be a big deal this week. Liberty National Golf Course is so sick, too. That's yeah. where uh, Ebbs likes to golf. Yep. That's what you're saying, yeah. Well, not anymore, but... <laughs> Used to. Yeah. What, um... Okay, what else do we got here before we go into our guest this week? What else do we got? What's mm. happening in the LPGA? Why don't you Google that up there? I'll LPGA. While Rip's doing that, should we talk about our guest? Or, no, we got the LPGA here. Here it is. That's quick. What was... Uh, yeah. The <laughs> Ladies Scottish Open was this past weekend. Rip off. Who won that? Who won it? Ryan O'Toole. Huh. Ryan O'Toole shot a minus eight in our final round to shoot a total of minus 17. That's gross. Yeah, that's sick. Wow. Oh, and I want to say too about local golf. Uh, Rick Halberd won again up in Kenosi. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot what the term is called. Something up in Kenosi. I think he won the tournament and then he won the horse race. So. Ripped it up again. This is the summer of Tricky Ricky. Rick Halbert, congrats again, dude. Um, y- you just love to see winners on here. Yeah, losing's hard to come by for Slick Rick right now. <laughs> that was a good execution. Yeah. You nailed that. 
Uh, speaking of winners, Chirp City, Adult Safe Hockey Club. Yep. Big day today. Big day today. As we're recording this, game one of the championship finals. We're in the finals again, first time since 2017. That's my team I play for. Um, we've rallied off some wins. We're in uh, game one of three starting tonight. Stay hot. Stay hot is right. Hips are a little tight, though, not going to lie. Hips are tight today. Oh, I'm, I'm so sore. I had a sore. bath last night. I felt like nine years old. <laughs> my hips were... We were wearing shorts. Felt, I felt like my hips were like like hanging on by a thread yesterday. Yeah. That's how sore they were. It was brutal. Okay. We are getting old. What else, what else we got here? Is that it? That's that's all I got. All right. Let's go into our guests. We got uh, an absolute stud on today. Get him on for about 23 minutes. Greg Swenson. Uh, he's a stud. He just finished winning his club championship by eight. A total of nine under. He won the 100th Northern. What a treat. He did not win four Northerns, as he mentions it right off the top of the, the show. He caught my uh, my um, my mistake. Greg Swenson. Uh, Rip, I think you met him up in Nippon, I believe. Yeah, I did. Great dude, eh? Yeah, he's a good dude. Great dude. It's a good time. Hell of a player. Um, here's Greg Swenson. Hope you guys enjoy it. Off the Hustle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms. On today from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, an absolute stud, four-time Northern winner, maybe one of the best match players that I have seen slash heard of. You know, there's a lot to talk today about with this guy, Greg Swenson. How's yeah, thanks for having me, Drew. Um, not a four-time Northern winner, four-time Northern finalist. So my stats are off. My bad. Okay. That's all right. Well, you've been there. You've been yeah. to the dance. Your resume is quite incredible, Greg, but we're going to talk about, you know, all the way from the young Greg to, to where you're at now. Um, okay. You know, first up, uh, like I said, thanks for coming on the show today. You're in your car. It looks kind of cool. Um, <laughs> let's talk about growing up in Prince Albert. You know what I mean? Let's talk about a young Greg, what you were doing, what kind of sports, hobbies, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, growing up in uh, Prince Albert, I mean, I think lots of people in the province are pretty familiar with the Cook Golf Course. Unbelievable track to be able to grow up and play on. Um, as a junior golfer, I got to compete against a lot of great players. I mean, obviously, Dave Stewart, legend. Uh, Eric McCallum was unbelievable junior golfer, so it was super hard to win any local events back then. So growing up there was a real treat. Um, and then once you get a little bit older, you start, um, playing with a bunch of guys there, they call the syndicate. So basically every weekend you're looking at almost a competitive tournament round. Nice. So it's actually a good way to kind of dial your game in. And when you go to a tournament, you're used to, you know, knocking every two footer in playing by the rules, making sure you hit the cup every time. So it's really something that helped me develop my game. I felt like, so great place to grow up. So. 
obviously you mentioned a lot of good names there. I'm going to talk about some of the guys that you played with over, you know, still to this day, but I do want to talk about obviously playing junior golf. And as you mentioned, playing in the syndicate, but when, when did you really go, Hey, you know, golf for me, I like it. You know, it's a fun game. It's competitive and Hey, I'm pretty good at it. So let, let's try some big tournaments. Yeah. Well, I think so. After high school, I went and did my one year at the professional golf management program in uh, Lethbridge. Uh, my game wasn't quite that great. I think I went there as like a four handicap. So nothing too great. And then I spent the summer working at Green Hills Golf Resort. I don't know if you ever played there before. Green Hills Golf Resort. Where's that? Yeah. It's um by Kelvington. Oh, no. At the I... Greenwater Park. It is honestly got to be one of the toughest tracks in the province. Really? I spent the summer working there. And honestly, I think working there for that summer really dialed in my game. Like, that course is unbelievably hard. So I spent the summer working there. Uh, why is it so hard? Yeah. I feel, I feel like you got to be ball striking. It's so good there. Basically, if you miss the fairway, you're either in the trees or you're in long fescue grass. So, like, you really have to be dialed in tee to green there to shoot a good round. That summer, my best round there, I think, was one under par. And I don't know, when I went to other golf courses, it just started to feel easier. So I feel like that was a huge thing. Okay, so let's talk some amateur golf here. I mean, you, you. I mean, obviously through your notes, we've chatted, you know, off the record. Your first amateur, it was at the Royal Regina. You know, walk mm -hmm. us through that experience. And you know, I mean, before you do that, I mean, even when I I got into my first amateur event, it was kind of it's, it's a little different, right? Because you're playing guys that have been doing this for 20 years, you know, 15 years, and you know, you you know, coming out of junior golf, you're kind of a stud, right? Humbly speaking, mm -hmm. but you go into an amateur event, it's a little different. So walk us through. Yeah, through your first experience at the, the men's amateur. Yeah, I remember that my first, uh, yeah, it was at Royal Regina. I birdied three last four. I think I was in fourth place or something like that. Then the second day got rain delayed. And I remember being on the range the next morning because I didn't have a prime time tea time my first day. So I wasn't around all the studs back then. And I remember being on the range and just hearing these guys hit shots. I was like, I remember being like, oh man, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I mean, I played a pretty good first round, but I never won any junior tournaments or even competed really at provincials at that point. So I just remember being really nervous. And then I can't, I think it's like the 14th hole that runs along the par four after the par five, 14 or 15. 13, 13. Thir 13. Yeah. I pumped like, three out of bounds left quickly quickly threw up like an 86 or something and ended up missing uh, the cut but I, I after that I took that experience and then started playing more men's tournaments and just kind of gained my confidence over the years so Greg and then also we talked off record too and this is kind of a good question for everyone listening and it's you know even me because I, I, I love this stuff but you kind of had a tough go in the amateur events before you kind of figured it out you know you kind of mentioned you know, you finished between 15th and 25th for, you know, the last five AMs. My question is, yeah. you know, was that frustrating one and two, how do you overcome that, you know, over that hump and become, you know, successful and start becoming a top eight player, top 10 player or what, whatever that is. Yeah, it, it was super frustrating. Cause I, I felt like every time I was going to the AM after that, I had a good chance to compete and make the team. And I would just, I mean, golf is one of those things where consistency is the hardest part, right? So yeah. it's just 
those four rounds together without having that one bad round. It seemed like I always had that one round where it just kind of would leak me out of the top 10 and then I wouldn't shoot like a great round to get me back in. So it was definitely frustrating over the years, but I guess what I think to get over that hump is just um, confidence. I know the last few years for me, the biggest thing on the golf course has been confidence. I'm just confident with my game. I know my game and I just stick to that. I don't try to play a different game that other people are playing. So. Okay, Greg, I want to talk about the, uh, the one year that you worked at Candle Lake. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So I just, I just got back there from a junior hockey reunion. Never played it. One yep. great track. I loved it out there. It was super nice. Greens are a little tiny, so make sure you kind of hit some good shots. Um, mm-hmm. I did want to ask you, what, what is your low round out there when you worked out there? So that was, uh, yeah, that was in 2007. I think my lowest round that year was 68. But at that time, the course was a little different. Over the years, they've had uh, some upgrades. They changed the first hole to a par five now, I believe. Um, The second hole used to be a shorter, shorter little par three. The third hole used to be shorter. The eighth hole used to be a shorter hole, too. And the ninth hole used to be a par four. So it was actually completely different now. Yeah. uh, Because now I think they have five par fives. Or do they have six? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I actually haven't, haven't been there for years, but it's a course where you need to hit it straight again off the tee. Uh, one of the strengths of my game, I felt like over the years, has been my tee game, just keeping it in place. So playing there uh, really helped with that because, I mean, you like you said, you just got back from there. You definitely can't be spraying it off the tee no. there. So. Okay, Greg, there's, a, you know, this long list of winners, and this is where I got a little... M- messed up when i said four-time uh you know champion but here's my good question i like to ask everyone i think and it's always portrays you you kind of players when did you figure out how to start winning because i'm going to list off a few here you know green water men's open in 2008 then the candle lake match play um you know the trip uh trip club champion in 09 like when did it all come together like that we talked about beforehand you know not doing so well in the amateurs and then bang like this list is quite steady and quite consistent. Um, actually, I think it was after that first Royal Regine Am. I ended up going to play the Melford Open or Melford Match Play. It was um, the weekend after the Northern, and it was I ended up playing Colin Coben in the semifinals. And growing up in PA, Colin Coben is the man. I mean, I watched him play the Northern growing up. He always stayed at my friend's parents' house. I mean, everyone loved him. So I, first time I met him, 2009, I had to play him in the semis. I ended up winning the match. I honestly think, didn't think I had a chance. <laughs> so I won the match. And then I think it was just, I finally realized, I was like, if I can beat Colin, I can win. And I just, and again, it's just the confidence. I think that's the biggest thing is just having the confidence that you can do it. Yeah, for sure. So I was talking to a few of my buddies this past week about uh, the Cook Club Championship, um, the year-long match play. Walk us through how, how that all works, because I'm curious, and it seems like an intense uh, format. Yeah, I mean, I I think they switched it now, but I I was a member there after my junior days for like six years or so, and I loved playing the match play. Um, so you, they would just set out a draw at the beginning of the year. They would rank everyone one to 16. And then
and then you would just have a certain date to um, play your match by. And that was the first year I ever entered the club championship. And it was on, uh, it was in 2009. The club just turned 100 years old. We were having the Mid-Am that year, the Canadian Mid-Am. And I mean, at that time, Martin Ring, who I ended up playing in the final, he had won the club championship like 10 times or something stupid like that. I mean, around Cook, saw many people better than Marty. And yeah, I ended up beating him again. That was the same thing. I lost to Cobes a month earlier and then I beat Marty. And I don't know, I just, yeah, that's kind of just when my game started gaining confidence and I, I liked the year-long match play. I thought it was a good way to see who was kind of playing well all year rather than just one weekend. So, Greg, I'm trying to look through this in here too. Um, have you won a men's amateur before? No, I have not. No. So what, I think the what, last time I played the amateur was like 2012 or something like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Do you mind me asking? Um, well, so the last time I did play, it was the, my one and only mid-amateur I played. It was at Warman. I finished in fifth. I finished at three over par. I had three doubles the first day, so I played pretty good for the rest of the week. And then I just started, I just started, I just moved to Saskatoon. So I um, didn't have vacation days to take off for yeah. nationals. I ended up going to nationals. And I think after that, I just kind of took a look at, you know what I wanted to do in the summer and I just started realizing maybe I didn't want to try to go grind out provincials and then go to nationals for two weeks of the year so I kind of I really like the weekend events that we host in this province so I just kind of play mostly those fair enough Greg uh you just mentioned nationals walk us through your nationals experience no I, I didn't go you didn't go <laughs> you didn't go sorry I, I, you said you went. I qualified and I didn't go oh, okay <laughs> Yeah. Well, that moves on here. Okay. Let's go to Saskatoon now. You're playing there now for how many years now? Uh, So the first, I first moved to Saskatoon. I played my first two years at the Legends. I had uh, more friends kind of there that I knew at the time. And then uh, started a bunch of guys like uh, Dave and Sean Dumpy and all those guys were at the city club. So I ended up jumping over there and playing there has been unreal. Like every year our greens are rolling like 10 the competition is stiff i mean you got to play really well around there to beat guys so okay before we get into some lurial stuff here because i know you're the captain this year correct i'm stoked i'm pumped for lurial okay before we get into that i want to touch on this past weekend you win your clerk it is two weekends now you won your club championship by eight uh total minus nine who'd you end up beating and walk us through that win um, yeah, so that was unreal. I was a little disappointed. Um, Dave Stewart didn't play. Uh, me and him have been first and second, kind of going back and forth the last three or four years. So when he told me he wasn't playing, I was a little disappointed. But we had uh, Michael Smith, um, who's having a great year on the golf course this year. I think he's a mid-am team member. Correct, yeah. And then Another guy who's just kind of stepping up um, his competitive golf is Davis Uzdetsky. I know he's been taking a lot of lessons from Phil Jonas, who I see out there grinding all the time. An unreal teacher, I hear. Um, so the three of us were all tied at minus three after the 11th hole. So we had seven holes left. And then I birdied my next five. And then going on to the 18th tee, I had an HL lead. So. 
Wow. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> kind of just escalated. I, yeah, I just started making some pots and then before you knew it, it was kind of done. So wouldn't that be nice? Hey, <clears throat> just yeah. an eight shot lead. Like, yeah, that'd be nice. You, you can make seven and still win. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was pretty, pretty comfortable last hole. So, okay. Let's go to an event that my club I play at. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. The Royal Regina versus the Sastron Golf and Country Club. The um, Lou Real Cup obviously divides the highways between Regina and Saskatoon. You're the captain mm-hmm. this year. Wayne Schmidt is the mm-hmm. captain of Team Royal. Walk us through. Uh, I don't know if you can say who's kind of your, your team already, but what are you guys excited for? And I heard the team's going to be pretty stacked from what I've heard coming down uh, from Saskatoon. Yeah, I mean, we're, we've been excited. <laughs> we went to, down to Regina four years ago. You guys kicked our butts. <laughs> you guys came to Saskatoon two years ago. We won that one. So it's kind of like a little rubber match here. And I think we're going in with a little bit of chip on our shoulders. We got a good squad. Um, our squad is already made. We had a two-day qualifier and then another six from our club championship qualify. And then I made three captain's picks. So... We got we got a, we got our team made, and I think everyone's super excited. I I'm a little disappointed though because I heard I heard you're not playing. So yeah, I'm not playing this year. Unfortunately, it's back to back years I can't play. But um, yeah, I wish you to be out there with the boys and grind it out. You know, trying to mm-hmm. win a championship on our on our home turf. But I'll be rooting for the boys. Um, Greg, can you list off your team, or is that kind of um, what's the word confidential right now? No, I I'll list them off. Um, so we got myself, um, Michael Smith, Landon Emberley, David Stewart, Sean Dunphy, Mo- Mohammed Almadawi. We got Denver Rolla, Davis Uvdesky, Chris Schneider, Paul Tastad. And then who are the, oh man, every time I have to make this list, I always feel like I forget a couple names. Uh, <laughs> Oh, here, let me, let me just look. I'll just bring Absolutely. up the squad. Okay, you look at that. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Matt, Matt Precision wow. and Keegan Boyer. Dude, that's a wagon of a team. So yeah, the, so the boys yeah, at the Royal there. will be in tough. Yeah. But and, and the Royal guys are now, I've seen some of the players that are already on the team kind of thing, and it's, it's going to be a good match, I think. should be good. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, like I said, we went there four years ago and we got whacked. So we're, we got a little bit of chip on our shoulders this time. So. All righty. Let's go to our questions from the gallery, Greg, brought to you by hey. Molson Coors. Course seltzers on a mission, helping restore fresh water to Canada's rivers through the Change the Course Foundation. Enjoy the Coors Seltzer mixture pack with four great flavors, black cherry, mango, grapefruit, and lemon lime. All right. I won't tell Black you. Oh, they're good, aren't they? Any good, hey? They're very good. Love those things. Okay, we got uh, some questions here. A lot of your buddies wrote in. The first two questions, I won't uh, give the name away because I'm sure you'll know. Um, but yeah, number one, winning the Candle Lake Open. Did that make you the max <laughs> player you are today? <laughs> uh, I hope that was Dave Canton, who I played played in the finals. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what made me the match play player I am, but um, 
So I kind of like trying to, it was fun. I know I went to 18 holes both times and it was, I, I don't know if that's what made me the match play player I am, but it was definitely a fun time. And a follow-up question from the same guy. How are you so good at match play? You basically make the final at the Lobstick or Northern every year. Yeah, I don't, I think the biggest thing I see some guys out there playing match play and I think they immerse themselves too much in what the match is at or what they're doing where my goal every hole is just to have a birdie putt and then you know what if I win or if I make a birdie I win the hole if not whatever but every hole no matter what the match is at my goal is just to have a birdie putt so that's kind of how I go into every hole no matter what match my match is at or anything like that all righty and those both questions were from Ziggy FYI oh (laughs) nice all right next one here from Wyatt Nelson was Trevor a hard opponent in the Northern? Yeah, I mean, of course he was a hard opponent. He was, um, he's been playing well all year. I went down and played the partners tournament with uh, Ziggy in uh, May long weekend. And Trevor and his dad got us up. They won the tournament. And Trevor was playing well back then. And he plays the cook every day. So he knows the course. He hits his two iron a mile. So he doesn't even need to hit driver out there. So I definitely knew I was going to have to put some pressure on him early, which I was lucky enough to do. But I mean, that match could have easily gone his way if I didn't play so well. So congrats again, by the way. Thank you. From Cody MacArthur. (laughs) Did you ever start writing your book? Bungie jumping with Sid. (laughs) That was a long time ago. No, definitely not i don't know that's a left field question that was that was something else uh, in in my life so <laughs> all right scott <laughs> jenkins asks who is the best pawn jumper <laughs> well i mean uh, anyone who knows scotty already knows that he's the best i mean <laughs> i've seen him i've seen him jump in six or seven different ponds around the province <laughs> now so it's mean, hard to top that <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, your lowest round ever, and where? Uh, yeah, actually, my lowest round ever is only six under par. I shot it twice, and both times was in the final round of our club championship at the Golf and Country Club. So I've actually, I actually have more rounds in the sixties in tournaments than in casual play, which is kind of weird. But yeah, that is bananas. <laughs> how, many, how many hole ones, Greg? Uh, one hole in one at the Golf and Country Club in the Central Amateur. It's it, this is an ongoing trend. Hey, you just get good numbers in tournament play. Hey. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I like. I. I think sometimes casual rounds it's hard to take seriously. I mean, you're out there having a few pops. I mean, yeah. I, don't know, I just kind of feel like I don't take it quite as serious as when the tournament starts. So. Okay. <laughs> Why the white pants? Why the white pants looks fresh? Why not? I mean, yeah, I like any, anytime, anytime you see a guy on tour, they're looking fresh in white pants. So, who wouldn't want to look like they play on tour? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, what's yeah, the... not for the tour, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what's the the weakest part of your golf game? You'd say? Uh, probably distance. Um, like I don't hit the ball terribly far but I do hit the ball both ways and straight. So, I mean, I think if there's one thing I would like to work on, which I 
actually was working on with Dallas Mangle and then he moved to Phoenix, but I mean, that's probably the weakest part. Okay. A couple more here for you, Greg. Favorite okay. beverage after a round. Oh, the blackberry lemonade at the golf and country club. It's a uh, blackberry whiskey, lemonade, half water, and they throw some frozen blackberries in there. Can't beat it. Wow. That sounds pretty good. I'm going to try mm-hmm. that next time I'm, I'm, I'm up there. Okay, Greg, next one here. And probably the last one here. This is a question we like to ask, especially, you know, you guys around the province here. Um, you know, obviously we ask professional athletes too, but it's good insight from people that play in the same events that we play in, you know, one thing that you'd tell a young junior today, boy or girl, you know, that want to make it in golf or be successful on the SAS tour or whatever it is, because you, you have, you know, that kind of, you know, that Rolodex of, you know, just great winnings and whatnot. So walk us through, you know, what you would give some advice to a young listener today. Um, I think some of the biggest advice or just, um, just how to conduct yourself on the golf course to kind of take you to that next level. I mean, Colin Coben was always uh, like mentor for lots of young guys. He taught a lot of young guys, lots of things. And I think it's just patience and keeping your composure. Um, like things don't happen quick on a golf course. They, it takes time. Like I just find if you keep, if you know you're hitting good shots, you just got to stay patient and it'll start to happen. Um, just like just that mental state of just not getting too worked up, not getting too excited or too down or too up. It's just kind of just keeping it nice and even flow and just being patient, I think, is a huge thing to take it to the next level. Wow. Greatly said. Greg, uh, I appreciate your time today, man, on the pod. Uh, I wish you nothing but success in the Lurial Cup. Continue your golf. Keep playing ball, man. And uh, we'll have to play around soon here at some point, maybe either this summer yeah. or next year. Yeah, I hope so, Drew. I mean, it's been awesome what you've been doing with Off the Hosel, so – Thanks a lot for having me on today. I appreciate it a lot, and hopefully we can get that round in soon. All right, great. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Perfect. See ya. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling naturally infused dill pickle vodka which is on sale all month long at many places across the province also don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka only made by last mountain distillery Alrighty, episode 85 completed done dusted greg swanson swanny swanny guy's nasty uh he's only won everything um, yeah, I love talking to these guys on here that have won a lot. I can learn a lot from them. Oh, the local golfers? Yeah. Yeah, we never have those guys on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so local golfers, obviously. Greg Swenson, hell of a player. He's coming up here in September with an absolute wagon of a team for the Lou Real Cup. He's the captain. The team he listed off, I can't name all the guys right now, I forgot, but... Dave Stewart, Molson, uh, Michael Smith having a hell of a year and a stud player. Uh, Matty Procession, like this team is good. Stacked. So the Royal, they're going to have a good team too as well. Not playing this year. But uh, yeah, Greg Swenson, hell of an interview. A lot of fun with him. Yeah, rip thoughts on the pod quickly. It's good. 
it's always here it's always good hearing from the local guys and their story of how they win and what they had to do um yeah it was a good one all right what else we got here right before we wrap this pod up wrap it up um pump it up not too sure what are you doing this weekend this weekend i'm going to medicine hat i have been hired to be a guest coach at uh it's a long name western canada hockey prospect camp i think i think i might have just nailed it so go watch some hockey wagon scout some players couple days in med hat and then rip back home for sunday night session with the pilot beat storm yep oh i gotta say something it was it was good to it was good to play this weekend but Still didn't get the paycheck that your guys get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just to reassure there's no money to go around. <laughs> so, yeah. No, um, that's my weekend. What are you up to? You're going to Emma Lake or yeah, what? Yeah, heading back up to Emma. Going to go maybe golf Elkridge again. Nice. Do some boating. It's so beautiful up there. I love it there. Well, you truly love to see it, Rip. Yeah. I wish you have fun. Yeah. Hope you're safe. I wish you have fun. I wish you have fun. <laughs> oh, it's getting late in the day here. Yeah. Everyone that's listening right now. I'm right now too. I need a nap for big game one of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, rip. 85 episodes. We're, we're closing in on, on 100. That's not. That's not. We might need a golden stick or silver stick for 100 100 pods. Cade and Ty coming up next week will be uh, me and hopefully you, maybe Dan and Troy, and Cade and Ty. We'll talk some golf about what they're doing next year. You just love talking to local golfers. We love yeah. doing it. Yeah, we do. That's why we started it. We don't do it very often, but we love doing it, I guess. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, if you're listening right now, we appreciate it. Reminder, we're on iTunes, Spotify. We're on YouTube. Check us out. Subscribe. And subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Follow us on social media handles, at underscore off the hosel on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook page is always buzzing off the hosel. Where can they find you, Rip? Um, at Turner Rippling on Insta. And I think it's at... Turner Rippling are on Twitter too. Might be a 98 in there somewhere. Yeah, 89, I think, actually. And mine is at Coaster Drew on Twitter and Instagram. Pretty easy. Last name first, yeah. first name last. Don't mess it up. Everyone else, Rip, always a pleasure talking to you. Yep, all oh, good to be back. And I we'll talk to, you, talk to you next week for episode 86. Everyone cooch. else, Cooch. Everyone else out there, enjoy the podcast. Drive safe. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.